podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Waterboarding Podcast. My name is Andy Waterson. I'm once again joined by Gabby Clark. How are we doing, Gary? Very well, mate. And yourself? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, a bit tired, but um, that's another day. Um, yeah, and we are once again, uh, we're taking two in this one. Uh, we're joined by Amy Clement once again. Amy, how are we doing? We're okay? Hi, uh, yeah, not too bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still all right. Yeah, thanks very much for asking. Um, <laughs> Say take two because we did actually record with Amy about three weeks ago now, and unfortunately the um the garage band that we used to edit our podcast didn't work. So <laughs> um you know good news and bad news we get you again, Amy. So I'm I'm actually quite <laughs> um but yeah we're going to talk about obviously we've got Swansea to talk about. Amy's a big Swansea fan, mm-hmm. uh, her game too, which Jamie's a massive part of, and uh, you know the um. The movement against sexism and misogyny in football, which reared its ugly head, I'm afraid to say, this weekend. So we'll have to mention that. And um, and also, what I'm going to start off with is the, the Lion King. Um, mm. Amy works backstage at the Lion King. So um, how's that going? Is it, is it good? Yeah, it's good. Um, I'm finally back. So I started rehearsals two weeks ago now. So I've been furloughed since March 2020. Uh, and yeah, we're finally back in rehearsals and we're going to Dublin uh, early December and we're opening around Christmas there. So yeah, it's so good to be back um, yeah. <laughs> doing what I, I'm meant to be doing, you know. All hands to the pump. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've got a story about that. I completely forgot to mention this the last time. Um, oh, yeah. My one of my work colleagues, um, who uh, let's just say he's a few fries short of a happy meal, a bit crazy. But <laughs> he, he, he was seeing seeing this girl, and he took her down to you know London for the yeah. Like, this is like a few years ago now when it was the West End. Yeah. Um, and you know he got a little bit drunk as you do when you're in London. Yeah. Standard. And um, <laughs> so right at the start, where it all goes dark, everything's you know, done up, and then there's you know, the ah, seven, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but he got in a little bit too early for that. Oh, um, no. But it all went down. He just stood up and went, nah, I'm in the <laughs> Got kicked out. <laughs> he did he? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. So his, his girlfriend at the time um, just said, well, you can go. I'm staying. Watch the rest yeah, of the Yeah, absolutely. Day. Stood outside. So she should. <laughs> but have you, have you said anything like that? You know, any, any sort of, like, you know, calamities that have, that have happened? Oh, absolutely. There's always something going on, whether it's um, in the auditorium or backstage. But yes, we had um, we've definitely had a couple of like couple arguments when we were in in Edinburgh. So before COVID, we were in Edinburgh, and yeah. there I remember to there was like a massive argument in one of the boxes, um, and the cast were coming off saying, "There's loads of screaming, there's loads of screaming, what's going on?" And obviously, we have to sort of contact front of house and find out what's going on. But they were having a bit of a domestic, I think. <laughs> Wow, oh, wow. I mean, oh, that, that's so awkward, wasn't it? You know, like, you know. Try, to, try to do your thing. There's some, Just some pick, an, pick a different time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> In the theatre is not the best time, really. It's not at all. It's not at all. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see that, it's, you know, that everything's moving back along. So, obviously, you know, the, the theatre and the music industry was one of the big sort of losses with COVID, wasn't it? Because, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah know, it's really struggled. Like that. Um, but it's great to see that everything's, you know, sort of, you know, getting back to getting back yeah. to normal and um so is is the tour is the tour going to be long are you in dublin for long and is it going to be yeah we um so from dublin we go to bristol and then we go to edinburgh to bradford to cardiff southampton and manchester and that would take me to january 2023 i think yeah Yeah. (laughs) so um it's a good you know just over a year for me now which is fantastic it's nice to have a bit of security and i can just settle into it really but yeah it's great traveling all around and if anyone is in any of those places please do come and see the show we're about an hour and a half away from Bradford, so I'm fairly confident. Oh, right? nice! Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Come and see it. Confident. It's gonna happen. Uh, I think I think Gary may mean you to treat our our uh, girlfriends to that. That'd be lovely. Yeah, well, I'm in uh, I'm in <laughs> London in December, like so. Um, we might look to see what kind of shows are going on there, like at that time. Um, I yeah, have yeah, no yeah. idea what's going on in London because we're going for Winter Wonderland. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, but nice. I have that no winter idea weekend. What's going on in London at that time, like? Oh, brilliant. 
spot on, spot on. Right, we'll, we'll talk about football, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, might as well, since it's a podcast about sport. Uh, yeah, well, uh, so we'll get into Swansea, obviously, Amy, you're a, a big Swansea supporter, as yeah. we've seen on your Twitter and everything like that. And what we tend to do is, you know, get into nitty-gritty why you support the club, who your best players are, the worst players, you know, best and worst moments, everything like that. So, I mean, Absolutely. we'll start off. Exactly, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll start off with what, what got you into Swansea. Is it through a family, through a family thing? Yeah, absolutely. So my dad uh, is born and bred Swansea, so that's where that comes from. He supported them since he was a kid, um, and that's just kind of transferred down to me, really. Um, obviously, I was brought up um, in Northamptonshire, so not on the south coast of Wales, but um, I've got a very like nice, strong connection there. And um, yeah, it's, it's a great team to support. It really is. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice sort of family run, bread sort of thing, isn't it? You know, yeah. like you know, and across the valleys, like to say, because I mean, it is it's, the, the the stadium itself is down from one of the valleys, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I love the Liberty. It's well, actually, it's not called the Liberty anymore. It's called the Swansea dot com, but um, I can't not call it the Liberty. But yeah, it's a great stadium. It's just such a great day out there, um, and also obviously the Ospreys play there, the rugby team play there as well, and I've right. had some great days for both of those. So yeah, it's awesome. Oh, excellent, excellent. I mean, can you remember your first game when you were small? Was that, was that at the Liberty or was it the, I can't remember the old stadium? The Vets, the Vets. Yeah, the no, I yeah. never went to the Vets. So no. um, I think my first game, I must have been about 14 or 15 at the Liberty. So fairly, you know, fairly old in terms of like people supporting football clubs. You know, I know most people have been going since they're about five. But um, I went to, as a kid, my dad took me and my brother to Old Trafford quite a lot. I remember like he'd pick us up from school like on a Tuesday <laughs> and we'd drive all the way up to Manchester, which takes like two hours, see a game at Old Trafford and drive back down, which was a lot of fun. So I did that from when I was about seven or eight, I think. Yeah. But yeah, my first Swansea game, I believe, was at the Liberty in about, oh, how? yeah, I think I was mid-teens, I think. Oh, lovely. So, would you say Man United are your, your second side? Or Yeah, everyone's horrible to me about it as well because <laughs> they're like, how can you support two teams? And it's like, well, I, I sort of grew up watching like Swansea were in, in a much lower league than they are now, you know, when I was younger. And my dad didn't really introduce me to them straight away. Um, so, you know, I, I couldn't help that. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I sort of followed United and I've definitely got a big soft spot for them and I'll, I always watch their games. So, But I do get a stick from Swansea fans about that. <laughs> Ah, uh, Gary, have you got a second side? I don't think I've ever asked you this. Nah, nah, Sunderland through and through. Uh, <laughs> my, my girlfriend's sitting next to us and going, oh, Newcastle on one. No. No. Um, no, Sunderland <laughs> through and through. I mean, I'll be honest, when I was younger, um, like my dad had like a soft spot for Chelsea. Um, like, absolutely oh, nice. loved Mark Hughes as a player. I absolutely loved him. And uh, like, I just like, kind of followed that that year of Chelsea like because he had such a passion for like the, the players that they had at the time like Gianluca Vialli, mm. um, which was nice to watch because he like just really enjoyed watching them play. But nah, always been Sunderland. I mean, I did have a Chelsea shirt because my oh, dad uh, got us one for Christmas with like Hughes number ten on the back with like the the Premier League badges and all that and the FA Cup winners. Um, mm like little logo and stuff on but that's because like he absolutely loved mark hughes and stuff so um that's yeah great. i kind of like just had that because he'd got us it and i was like oh that's like a really good present but um no always Sunderland, always something it's nice to watch other teams play as well but yeah for oh me, yeah just always that's the thing and when you you know as a kid like i think premier league football was just on in the house all the time so yeah. i just enjoyed it for what it was you know swansea weren't there then so um yeah yeah, no, definitely. I mean, one of the teams that I'm really enjoying in the Premier League watching at the moment is actually West Ham, to be fair. Like, they look a really oh, yeah. good outfit. Um, just entertaining to watch, and especially against Liverpool, who were just all-out attack. Like, they just look really yeah, good. Yeah, they handled them. it well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Probably the story that you never knew about, Azan, actually, about the Marquise top. I, I, I can't remember. I can't remember you ever... I can't remember ever seeing you in Chelsea uh, <laughs> top. I can remember you suddenly top you thought with... Was a good man on the back and he got sold about a week later. Aye. But do you not remember when we used to play football and we used to get called Chelsea? <laughs> Who's that mean? Do you not remember when we used to play football when we were kids and I used to get called Chelsea off? I can't remember who we played with up, up Finn Doon. I can't remember who uh, it was we played with. Thomas. No, I can't remember that. Oh, oh, my, my memory's gone, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no. Going back to the second sides, I mean, the Sunderland ladies come for me because I, I kind of support Sunderland and Sunderland ladies, so I've got the Sunderland ladies just as much. And they're not really, they're not really part of the Sunderland moniker club. Mm, they're on the wrong side. So, 
yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if some of the ladies my second side or some of them might be my second side. I'm quite sure. But yeah, we'll go on to you'll go on to favourite players. Um Amy, so is it is it someone who's, you know, come all the way up with, with the swans as in, you know, like a Leon Britain kind of thing, or mm. or is it a, a foreign player that brought in when in the Premier League days? So of all time, are we talking yeah, yeah. favourite Swansea player of all time? Um, player who probably gave me the most joy, but although it was short lived, was probably Michu. And I feel like most Swansea fans will say that. <laughs> um, obviously, he wasn't with us for very long, but he had such an impact, and um, he was just so awesome in the Premier League. Like to score that many goals, just came in, you know, first season we were there, and just kept us up, and it, it was brilliant. So um, he's definitely up there, and obviously you can't ignore someone like Nathan Dyer, you know, Wilfred Bony, like proper like club legends. Um, it's um, you know a pleasure for them, you know, to have played for us. Really, it's awesome. Yeah, how did you feel that? Obviously. You know, from from because Swansea came from was it League Two all the way up? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, literally um, all the way up. And how how did you like kind of feel with like just having a different caliber of player? You know what I mean, Bala? Mm-hmm. Like, something that the minute are in a different kind of the reverse where we're used to having you know the likes of Jermaine Defoe, the Darren Bent, this and yeah. that, and now we know uh, you know players one as good. You know the Luke one nine two, they put put the effort in, but you just know they're not as good as what, what we're watching. You know. Seven years ago, but um, so how did you feel from going from having you know the the players who who helped you get up there, and then you know signing the players like you said, Bonnie, who you know is, is man is played for Man City. So yeah, you know, yeah. um, how how was that? sort of the transition into into yeah, it's um, really you know. interesting. Like you know, the squads that we had in the 2012-2013 season, you know, we end, well, we finished in ninth, which is an unbelievable, you know, <laughs> that's kind of unbelievable to think that we managed that in our first Premier League season. Like, that's kind of crazy. Um, but, you know, you look at the squad and you think, wow, like, you know, you've got some big names, you know, you've got your Neil Taylor, your Ashley Williams, your Gary Monk, uh, Ben Davis was there at the time, you know, there are some good, good players in that squad. And, you know, you, it, it was it was a squad that had a lot of quality in all angles, I think. And it's so interesting to think now, like, could a team do that now? Like, could a team go that all from all the way up that quickly um, with the way that, you know, parachute you know with money and I think it's a slightly different kind of you know it's pretty much 10 years ago and I think it is slightly different now and I wonder whether it would be possible to do it now or not really you know yeah Um, but it was a brilliant team it was a real you know Nathan Dyer Britain like you say it was was an awesome team it's a good question to bring you in on Gary there I think you bring a really really good point do you think there could be another side who does that um you know all the way up because obviously we've seen Bournemouth do it as well um Mm. But there's a lot of there's a lot of money now. When you when you get relegated from from uh, the Premier League, there's a lot you get you come with a lot of money and you see the likes of Norwich, Fulham, who are going up and down. Um, and I just wonder, Gary, do you think there is another a room for another side to do something? Uh, I mean, well, if if you're thinking about a team, probably Salford City could go all the way. I mean, obviously the investment they've got from former Manchester United players, it's. It's very possible they could do it. Um, I would probably say going from League Two all the way up, that that would be my choice. Would be Salford City. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I mean, right now the way the the league is since post COVID or pretty much on the verge out of COVID, I think it's very difficult because teams do just don't physically have the money to invest no more. So you're seeing more and more teams investing you've set up. Um, yeah. Um, I think there's a 17 year old kid coming through West Brom's ranks who FC Bayern are interested in. Again, going for going for the youth setup because physically the money just isn't there because of the pandemic. But if I was mm. to if I was to put money on it, I'd probably say Salford's probably the most likely shout from League Two all the way up. Mm. Struggling in League Two, though. Struggling I, at the minute. I know, but they'll find investment. They've got yeah. like such a like a big backing from Manchester United legends. They'll find investment. I mean, if you look at David Beckham's into Miami team, they started off terrible as well, and now they're doing mm-hmm. all right. They'll find some mm. form of investment to go up. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll go from the sublime to the ridiculous, as I, I, I tend to always say on these podcasts. Um, go on then. Because uh, when we did this original recording, we did have a list of Swansea's worst players, but unfortunately, all three of us never heard of any of them. So <laughs> they didn't you know, have we'll, many we'll go, <laughs> No, it didn't quite work out, did it? Um, so we'll go of, of, of who you think. We'll, we'll have a top three. 
of who okay. your top three worst players are you think you've seen for Swansea? Hmm. I think my first one is going to have to be Renato Sanchez. I think we discussed him, didn't we? We did, um, yeah. There's the hilarious moment of him passing the ball into the into the boards around the side, which I would recommend everyone going and watching. <laughs> I remember he, he just got absolutely slated and he just it just did not work. He looked like a horrendous footballer and actually, you know, in the Euros, he was actually quite brilliant. Um, it's so interesting to see how, you know, his, his reputation's pretty good now. So yeah. how he started so badly with us. <laughs> I mean, how, do you, how does that happen? Oh, you should try supporting Sunderland. I mean, we've had some absolute bookheads who've been who've gone on to have quite careers. You know, yeah. I mean, I've one straight off my head, Adnan Yanazai. You know, he came on loan <laughs> um, from Manchester United and never tried one bit. It's awful. Now he's, you know, he's banging goals in for. Uh, where he's, he's in Spain now, isn't he? Carries it. Um, he's, playing the top, he's playing for top of the league. So should add David Silver's rejuvenated them, like. There you go. You know what wow. I mean? And it's like, it's, yeah. it's horrendous. You, you, do, you, you see that, um, you see that quite often, but it didn't rest in Ronaldo Sanchez. Um, he came with a bit of a reputation as well, though, didn't he? And I remember mm-hmm. when, when Swansea got him and I thought, that's a fantastic time. Yes, how did so, we get him almost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did yeah. Quite work out, did it? No, not at all. <laughs> I don't think he lasts very long, yeah. But, you know, these things happen, don't they? That's it, um, yeah. It might have been a bit too much too young, do you think? Possibly. And, you know, we see it all the time. Like, my next one I'd probably say would be, a recent one would be Jokeres. So, he's now at Coventry and yeah. sort of flying. Like, he scored loads of goals. And I remember watching him thinking, he doesn't know how to play football. Like, his touch was awful. There was nothing at all there for us and you know he he left very very quickly and you know now he's at Coventry doing really well and it's kind of a similar thing with Sanchez isn't it like sometimes the player and the club just don't work and that's it's as simple as that really that's it yeah I mean because we've had um, Neil Littlewood Neil Littlewood sorry, he was a Coventry fan on our pod quite recently and he was picking yeah. So, um, you know, it, it does, it, sometimes it's just wrong place, wrong time, wrong club, wrong weather. You know, it could be anything, mm-hmm. really, you know. The, these, these footballers now are very pumping, aren't they? So, you know, um, and, 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 and it, it seems to be that they they get they can get moves quite easily now, you know what I mean? The yeah. ages in football now were so much better, I think, than what they were 20, 25 years ago when you weren't happy. It was quite yeah. difficult to get another move to another club in that league. You had to maybe drop down. Um, yeah. but I can't wait to hear your number one and them two or three and two absolutely absolutely one of them I guess and then the third one I guess would be a guy called I can't I think it. I think we used to pronounce him Shepta I think was his name or Shepta something like that and he came I believe he came under Michael Laudrup and again it was one of those things he had like people were really excited about it and I think he scored like one goal in like 25 appearances or something I don't know the stats but it, it was it was just disappointing and it's so funny how some players are just hyped aren't they and they come and they just let you down <laughs> like it does just happen it happens um but yeah I'd say those three probably my standouts I'm sure everyone else would have other opinions on that going you know dating a bit further back as well but um yeah there we well, are. I, remember, I know two out of three but the third one I'm, I'm not I'm not quite aware of him Rings a, bell. Yeah. Rings a bell, but I, I kind of think of it off the top of my head. But, like, in regards to those three, obviously, like, Renato Sanchez yeah. is a massive standout. He cost yeah, 80 million euros, and then he's had a massive fall from grace. He's played for Lille. He's made 47 appearances for Lille and only scored four mm. goals. So I don't know what kind of position he physically plays, but he's not really mm. making much of an impact still, and he's only 24 years old, like. I know, and I can't believe he's only that age. He must have been so young when he came to us. Apparently, like teenage, there was, uh, there was a lot of controversy over his age, but I haven't. I've heard about it, but I haven't actually read about it. Of something about his oh, really? Yeah, saying he's older than he is or something like that. I, I don't. Know. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's happened with loads of players, though, hasn't it? I'm sure with Tino Asprey, they, they were like, "Oh, he's really forty. Oh, Femi Martins as well. I'm sure like that was a massive, a massive thing when when he signed for Newcastle. Like, oh, he's really forty-three. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's mental. It's mental. Like I'm sure that's uh, it's not been the first time that's been discussed. Uh, um, the just... called uh, Silas Wamatunga, who had to hide his real name, and he's just came out and told everyone what his real name is. I don't know what's happened there, like. <laughs> 
Really? Uh, Wasn't there something with Eric Jember Jember as well at Man United? Wasn't he like... Oh, yeah, I remember him. Something <laughs> being like a wrong name or a wrong something or other and ended up going bankrupt or something or other, didn't he? It was, um, wow. Yeah, I'm sure there was something about his name. I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, we'll, we'll move exactly. on. We'll, uh, we'll go on to your favourite memories of supporting Swansea. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's a hard... That's a very hard question. I think, um, obviously... Premier League days is, you know, where I had the most enjoyment, obviously, yeah. minus the season we went back down. But, you know, I've had some absolutely brilliant um, times. Like, I remember my brother came up to London um, and we went to watch the Swans at Arsenal um, and we won 1-0. And I was with my housemate, my brother and my brother's friend and we just had the best <laughs> the best time ever. And, you know, to win as a Swansea fan, you know, to win against Arsenal at the Emirates is is just kind of right up there, isn't it, really? Um, and that's definitely a, a fond memory that I have. Yeah. We, did you go to many of the um, League Cup games when, when, uh, when you won the League Cup? But it was, I was think that we against went Bradford. to one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we won that back I can't remember what year that was. What year was that? Um, we obviously won 5-0 in the final, which is pretty yeah. epic. Um, was I, it Michu's first season? It would have been Michu's first or second season, because I know Michu scored. That would have been, and so did um, uh, Nathan Dyer. Yes, he. he uh, I think it was twenty thirteen. Yeah, twenty thirteen. So the first year that Michu, uh, the first season with Michu. Um, I mean, yeah, what a, what an achievement for the Swans, though. You know, to to win that and beat some big clubs on the way in as well. Um, oh yeah, it was a fantastic year to be a Swansea fan. You know, getting promoted, finishing ninth, and you know, winning the League Cup. What more can you ask for? <laughs> Can you remember the semi-final as well at, um, at the Liberty when that ball boy got into trouble because he yeah, um, I remember down on the that. ball and Hazard picked him, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, I've definitely seen that clip a few times. <laughs> that must be great, though. Like being, you know, look, people say, "Oh, little Swansea, little it's little that," you know, because we've got the same thing as being something little loads yeah, and all that. Of but course. Yeah, of course. comes to one of the best players in the, the best players in the world getting rattled by a ball boy. I mean, you must be thinking, hey, you know, like, oh, we're in a monster now, <laughs> can't you? Yeah, but I mean, you know, those, those things are, you know, it gave that that year gave Swansea such a name. You know, it's just it was so big for the club, and it's still, you know, people still talk about it now all the time. You know, well, at least we, you know, at least we've won a trophy of kind of some sort. You know, um, yeah, it's um, definitely a big part of the club's history, and um, it definitely drives people to kind of want that sort of achievement again for sure. Yeah, I mean, we we followed them, Gary, didn't we? With the with the Swansea being done, got all the way to the League Cup final and and lost. Um, unfortunately, the Man City, <laughs> thanks to uh, Yaya Toure, decided and he's going to score one of the best goals ever seen. Oh wow! <laughs> um, but, but I mean, it's like from from like because you kind of you don't want to see your cities, your Arsenal's as as much as it, it's nice that you know the two good sides are good, uh, uh, are winning. Those, those kind of, or, or taking part yeah. in the finals and stuff like that. But it's yeah. always nice to see, you know, a Swansea do it, you know, um, yeah. Sutherland Hull, who got the FA Cup final in Absolutely. Yeah. Arsenal. I mean, it's it's great to see other clubs just getting into those finals. I think that's uh, really good. But um, I'll ask oh, you, this sure. one is obviously where, where Sunderland fans are. We were in the League Cup yeah. finals as well. I was, I was lucky enough to get there, and I, I'm not sure you did, but, nah. you know, what a deal that is, or what the, the build up and, and getting to the <laughs> final. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's nice because, you know, it, the the big teams aren't involved in it and it really gives you a sense of hope. I mean, when Fabio Barini scored yeah. for us against Man City, like, it was like, could this really happen for us? Could we actually win the League Cup? And then obviously, that, like, obviously, we got, I think we got to be 3-1, didn't we, And In the end, I think it was 3-1. Yeah, 3-1, um, mate. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of fell apart in the second half. And it was kind of like, you dare to dream, as we always would say. Um, yeah. You dare to dream. But it's nice to see a team that's not expected to be even anywhere near the final get to even mm-hmm. a semi or even the final. I mean... Again, we're lucky to be in the semi for uh, in the quarters for the Carabao Cup at the moment, which is is great. But um, we'll we'll see how that goes against Arsenal, I guess. But no, it's 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 really good, and it's a really good day out for the fans as well. Who those days out are, would be very few and far between, given the the dominance of the the, the so called big four, big six, whatever you want to call them these mm. days. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. It's just it's great for the fans. It's 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 even great financially for the club as well because you you take oh, such huge. A great support. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I was just thinking about, um, was it this year that Crawley like beat Leeds or something? Was that this year? The FA Cup? Uh, I think yeah. it might be last season's FA Cup, last, yeah. Yeah, and um, I remember I just got so excited by it. Mm. <laughs> I was like, obviously they lost in the, uh, obviously that was the third round, I think, yeah. But you just think, how brilliant that a club like Crawley have been able to beat a club like Leeds and, and you know, get themselves on the map a bit as well. Yeah. You know, get a bit of media attention and exact money exactly is a big thing as yeah. well. Um, that's huge for clubs like that. Can you remember Lincoln a few years ago? I bet all five, six years ago now, Lincoln were in a non-league uh, under the yeah. Cowleys. Lincoln got all the way to the quarter-final. And they, they lost really? to Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, they lost to Arsenal eventually. I think they've got a bit of a hammer up Arsenal, but they beat oh. like Burnley, who were, um, you know, Burnley were doing well in the Premier League at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burnley away, beat Burnley. I'm sure they beat um, another Premier League side. It might have been Leicester, I think. But the, oh, the, the, yeah, they got all the way to the quarterfinals. Um, That's great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, nice to out it, it, it. You know, the Emirates, yeah, they got beat, you know, but yeah, it's, oh, at this so, point, it's so mad, worth it. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone exactly. loves an underdog, like. Yeah, everyone, everyone loves an underdog. <laughs> I mean, you look at Sheriff Tiraspol in the Champions League, they beat Real Madrid 2-1, and I think everyone just got behind them and were like, come on. Like, you just can literally yeah. get, like, through the, the group stages. But, like, that was yeah. really good to see. I mean, everyone loves supporting an underdog and just cheering them on. Exactly. I mean, you, you can even just go to another sport, Emma Raducanu. You know, like, what oh, yeah. she did at Wimbledon, you know, and got all the way to the fourth round. You yeah. know, and it didn't, it didn't, you know, end up well for her, but then she's going to win the US Open and... Won the US Open is absolutely mental. I don't think yeah. like people realise <laughs> how much of a big deal that is. Really, it's massive. Yeah, yeah. it's massive. Absolutely it's huge. Not overly certain it's, it's got as much as as Andy Murray first when Wimbledon did. So obviously, no. you know there was that much of a weight because it was Wimbledon. I think everyone yeah. wanted that as much, but I think that's just as big, if not bigger. For a a woman as well, we don't have as much success with um, female women, you know, female tennis players as well in the UK. So it's brilliant. It really is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think she's put you know help put tennis back on the map. I think so. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go on to um, the worst moments supporting Swansea. I mean, obviously relegation into the Premier (laughs) from the Premier League and the Championship, maybe one of them. But has it been anything that we really just thought, oh, I'm gutted about that? Um. I, where, I'm trying to think what year it was now. I saw Swansea play Chelsea at the Liberty. And um, I think I mentioned this last time, actually. And we lost, we lost (laughs) 5-0. And it was, I'm just trying to think whether it was the season. No, it wasn't the season we got relegated, actually. It was a couple of years before. And I remember just thinking how it was just in, it was, such a masterclass by Chelsea um and I remember thinking this is awful (laughs) I was like I don't want to experience this ever again you know when you just are you just look absolutely awful um and some sometimes those results really just stick out to you and that is definitely one and also I've seen us lose to I think Tottenham at White Hart Lane 5-0 as well so I've seen a couple of absolute hammerings yeah it's quite depressing isn't it (laughs) yeah have you ever left like no, early sort of thing. No, I've been taught by my mum and dad to never leave. Yeah. So yeah, I would never leave. And you know, I ah. always applaud the players at the end, no matter how bad it is. But yeah, that those two are pretty, pretty awful. I once left after forty minutes. When, forty. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were home until that, and it might, it might have been just by its last game at, um, at Sunderland, and we were we were four 0 down after forty minutes, and I just walked oh, out. And that's gosh. the only time I've ever walked out. Well, um, fair enough. Well, that was that was um, that was that was a, a, a bad period and um, a bad moment, a very bad moment. I mean, so we ended up staying up. Um, I think the gap that that took us over and um, managed to keep us up, and then uh, that never ended well. Like, but yeah, um, but, yeah, it was <laughs> it was it was great. But I, I I don't know exactly what you mean, and what it is going to bring you on to the next question would be yeah. um, the best player you've seen. Um, who wasn't a Swansea player and I remember you saying it was Eden Hazard wasn't it the last oh time? yeah yeah probably yeah. him again you know just such a standout performance on multiple occasions um, but we you know we've spoken about how awesome he is and you know what a talent he is and, and also his brother as well now kind of picking yeah. up like really good form but yeah he was just on another level really he really so- was We'll talk about him a little bit more, Gary, because obviously I want to go into he hasn't really done it since he's left Chelsea. Obviously, injuries yeah. have injuries have really played a horrible part. But um, 
do you think we'll see Eden Hazard back in the Premier League, Gary, under um, maybe, maybe a City or a, a Tottenham Hotspur, maybe under Conte? Uh, no, I I don't think he's gonna come back to the Prem unless unless it's maybe a Newcastle, um, and it'll be a loan deal. Yeah. I have a feeling if anything, he's gonna he might go back to where it all started and go back to the French leagues because yeah, as sad as it is for him, um, as 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 talented as a player as he is, he's really struggled with injury and he's really struggled since he went to Real Madrid. In all honesty, um, and I just think maybe. And this is no disrespect respect to League One, but I just think like there's it's a slower game. It would suit them a little bit better. Um, and yeah. there isn't a lot of big physical teams in that league. I think it would just suit them better to maybe go, you know, back to Lille. Um I would love to see him back in the Premier League because Eden Hazard is like one of the best players like I've seen in the last ten years. Um he's unbelievable yes. talent. And it's just a shame that like he's struggled with injuries. But again, you could say the same about Gareth Bale. Um, yeah. He was a fantastic <laughs> talent. I'd love to see him get back to his full fitness, but again, he's another player I don't see that happening with. Yeah, um, I, I'm tempted. I'd love to see him back, but I just think that the injuries have caught up with him. I think, and um, it's it's horrible. It's horrible when that happens. I think to players. Um, I'll, I'll move on to our fi- final one before we go into Swansea at the moment, mm-hmm. um, because I know we, we spoke about it in depth. But I forgot to ask you this question: Pantomime villain. You love to hate who comes to who comes to mind. Really, is it a few Cardiff players? Player I love to hate. So one that I enjoy hating, or one that I secretly love. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, you can do both if you want. You can do both, might as well. Um, let me have a think. Let me have a think. I think yeah, you mentioned uh, Cardiff. Obviously, Kiefer Moore is probably up there because yes. obviously he's been so brilliant for Wales. Um, he's a big part of you know the success of Wales over the last few years, and um, he's and I, I particularly over the Euros there was a lot of media about him and his story and you know the way that he's kind of come up from non-league football you know and he's now playing at Cardiff and for, you know for Wales and that um and I sort of fell in love with him and that story a bit <laughs> but it's so hard because he puts on a Cardiff shirt and you know you just say oh god um but you know he's he, he's great and uh, that's definitely a sticky a sticky one for me yeah, that's fair enough. I one of the best, uh, probably the best player I've seen in the league once since under Ben Dominic Miller. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's really good. Proper old fashioned centre forward, isn't he? Yeah, um, and I didn't know much about him until you know the story, you know the Euros and the the media about his story, and it, I just sort of gained a lot of respect for him. I think you know, I think it's really cool what he's done. So you more of in, in, in national wise, are you more Wales or are England yeah. already? Are you a bit more? Uh, growing up again, like there wasn't much to watch for Wales, really. You know, like we weren't in the big competitions. And as a kid, like um, I think because obviously my dad, like, and my family, like, I remember seeing a Spain shirt and, and saying, "I want that." And I've got a picture of me in a Spain shirt, and you know, loving all the Spanish players and that. And I used to love watching Portugal, obviously, because like Ronaldo and and all of that. So I've never, I've never supported England, though. I don't think I can quite bring myself to do it. I don't <laughs> I think that's from my dad. Um, and my mum's always like, because my mum's half and half, and she's like, "Can you not just support England for this game?" And I'm like, "I just can't do it." <laughs> I have tried. I have tried. Um, but yeah, it's it's well for me, and obviously it's an exciting time at the moment hopefully going to qualify for the World Cup so yeah yeah it is we'll, we'll, we'll quickly mention that Gary well, it looks as if that Wales uh, at least guaranteed a playoff I believe now after yeah we are Gareth Bale's 100 caps, so I mean, massive, you know, congratulations to him yeah. um, but it looks as if obviously England have qualified um, you know Wales uh, are nearly there and Scotland are doing really well yeah. I mean we could have How three awesome. Three sides in there. I mean, how how many? There's a question for us. Is actually how how good are they seeing England's got an annual team? It's it's nearly that, that dog, isn't it? We just need the Irishman in the dog. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, definitely. I mean, if if even if you look at Wales' production line at the moment, I mean, they're bringing through a couple of young kids like um, mm-hmm. Sorber Thomas, uh, Ruben yeah, Paul Will, as well. yeah, yeah. Um, got a lot of good kids coming through. Uh, Aaron Ramsey looked unbelievable yesterday as well. He did. Oh, he's um, so good, and he's so, not played at all barely again, this season, and he's at that level. Fitness. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, one that struggled with fitness and. You know, it's nice to see like there was a lot of unity in that team yesterday, and and the way, yeah. the way that they won the game. Um, so fingers crossed. I mean, are they on the verge of qualification or have they qualified? I think um, they're definitely playoffs. guaranteed a playoffs. Playoff. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. whether we get a home draw. 
a home yeah. and slightly easier draw. Yeah, whether we finish second or third. And we've obviously played Belgium on Tuesday. Um, and then it will depend on Czech Republic and the goal difference, I believe. So mm. we'll have to just wait and see. <laughs> Fingers I mean, crossed. You would, fancy, you would fancy anybody coming to, you know, the, the Cardiff City. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the Millennium Stadium isn't necessarily where Wales play. Um, you would fancy anybody at home, wouldn't you know, and then uh, you know, try and get a try and get whatever you can at home, and then try and defend that way from home. But I mean, Absolutely. I think they'll make it. I personally think they'll make it. It can definitely happen. There. It's really exciting, and you, and you do feel like you know, it's sort of not now or never because I do think, like you say, there's a lot of young talent coming up. But to have you know, Bale and Ramsey make it, I think would be. It just feels like the story needs to finish that way. <laughs> um, I agree it'll be with pretty that. gutting if it do- if it doesn't happen. I think you know. Yeah. 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 Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We're talking about. Oh, yeah. Um. You know the, the world. Where it's a wonder World Cup, which are here. But, but when, whenever the podcast decides we talk about the World Cup, hopefully Wales will have a conversation. I, I want to say I'm in this one where I don't really as long as they're not playing England, you know. Cause I, yeah. I'm, I'm old, <laughs> man, on the country, you know what I mean. But yeah. I want to see as much home nations qualify as possible. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, me too. And yeah, well, of course, be, of course. Yeah. Just as long as they're not playing, obviously, as long as they're not playing, playing each, each other. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, it normally, yeah, it normally just brings up all sorts of, you know, pointless rivalry, doesn't it? Where it's, Absolutely. Um, it's a bit nasty yeah. sometimes, I must it say. Is. You know, being being kind of, you know, growing up in one country, having a lot of family and kind of sports ties in the other, um, yeah. I see a lot of horrible things. And it's, it's not fun when you're in the middle of it. It's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about um, Swansea currently, obviously, um, the new manager in, in Russell Martin, who yeah. I thought, I remember um, playing against MK Johnson, he always had them playing very nice football. Mm-hmm. And obviously it didn't start brilliantly, but the coming, Swansea coming into a really good bit of form now. Um, yeah. You know, recently a big West Brom, who, who were near, near the top of the league and pushing mm-hmm. for the playoffs. I mean, so it's been a it's been a good start. You know, you're coming into you know the business part of the season now, and Swansea yeah. there thereabouts. So it can only be good 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 um good feelings at the moment. Oh yeah, absolutely, very positive. Um, I don't. We're sitting in twelfth at the moment, and mm. I think I would. At the beginning of the season, I would have said if we finish in 12, like that's a massive success, you know, with yeah. the amount of change, um, change of personnel, players, style of play, management, management, like everything's changed. So to be where we are now and getting the results we are, you know, we beat Coventry and West Brom and Cardiff, you know, within a few days, really. And it, they, they were brilliant, brilliant results. We've just got battered by Bournemouth, but I feel like it's one, one game too many and they are just a league above everyone else at the moment so um yeah it's really exciting i'm not really sure it, de- it depends a lot on the other teams and whether their form stays or not and whether we can just kind of stay steady or not whether we make the playoffs but um i'm not sure i feel like maybe not this year but maybe the year after with a bit of extra depth um a bit more time with the style of play we, we could definitely be looking at promotion next season for sure I think we're going to come at this a little bit more about managers in and outs, but Gary, I'll, I'll ask you this one. And obviously, you know, Russell Martin's new. Um, you know, he's he's come up from from League One and left. You know, left a good job in, in Milton Keynes. Dons. You know, he was well respected, very well liked. Um, I don't think they were. I think they were absolutely devastated to lose him. But obviously, mm. you know, Swansea are in twelfth. Um, but do you think now there's no patience, is there anymore? You know, but do you think you know it's really good that a team like a club like Swansea will give this guy a lot of time to put his own stamp on things and and it does take a season doesn't it yeah uh straight the straight and narrow of that is yes 100 percent um you know, you're looking at him. He's a homegrown manager. He's only, I think, he's only 35 year old. He's he's not old at all. Yeah, he's young. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got a lot of time to really kind of develop his not just the way he wants to play like his teams. Because I think predominantly he likes playing free at the back. But he's gonna he's gonna learn different methods of playing and to be linked with Norwich and also Rangers like in the short pace, space of time he's been an actual manager. It's very complimentary to, to his style, and it's really good for the the British game. Um, yeah. I think long term, if he sticks it out with Swansea, I can see his next season getting into the playoffs, getting potentially being in that promotion race. Um, because mm-hmm. he'll invest in the youth setup. You've got good young players coming through, like uh, Cabango yeah. at the back, who's only twenty one year old, um, yeah. and he'll put a lot of time and talent and like time into developing that talent. It it mm. is it is great to see him link with, uh, I don't I don't want to say bigger jobs, but 
Rangers are well, very, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, very <laughs> reputable. I mean, I, if I wasn't him, I wasn't wouldn't be going to Norwich because I think they're they're dead in the water. Well, it's a sinking ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's more passion in the project of getting Swansea into the playoffs than there is trying to keep Norwich yeah. up when it's not looking likely. And Rangers, it's the Scottish League. There's 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 two teams that compete in that league really, uh, like. Yeah. It, it's a credit to him that he's linked with those jobs. But if I was him, I'd be oh, yeah. sticking out with Swansea. Absolutely. And I think he yeah. does a lot of charity work as well outside of um, management. Yeah, he's got loads of like side businesses. I think he like has a few cafes. I know he has like a foundation where he does, you know, lots of academy work with young kids and things like that. He seems to be like just a really great guy all around. Definitely. Yeah, he's a perfect fit for Swansea, though, isn't he? You know, like, take, or a club, yeah. you know, a family kind of, you know, and friendly environment, really. And for a manager to come, you know, not not really a well-known name, but someone who can make his name at a club like that, I think it's great, isn't it? Absolutely. I think he'll, yeah, establish himself here, which is really exciting for us as well. Um, but yeah, you know, he was spotted at the under-23s game the other day, you know, yeah. and speaking to the fans and stuff. And you just think that's exactly what Swansea fans want. They want someone who's really, really invested in the club, you know, from academy up, you know, from academy as well. Um, and, you know, getting stuck in with the city and the community, that's what Swansea are all about, really. Um, yeah. And it's he is the perfect fit. And, you know, the, fo- the good football helps. <laughs> um, aside of all of that stuff, you know, his football is exactly what Swansea fans have been craving for so long. So, yeah, it's, it's a brilliant appointment. And I hope that they give him the time that he will need to get us where we want to be. Yeah, hopefully, like I say, I just hope I hope they just keep the patience, you know, because we've seen a lot of managers and, and we'll, we'll talk about, I think we'll talk about this now before we go into her game too, but, you know, mm. there's been a lot of ins and outs, you know, obviously um, Norwich um, parted with Daniel Farger, who unfortunately got my baller and ball leg of the week, um, <laughs> last week because he won he won um, the first game of the season, the one, yeah. um, but then also got sacked. I mean, <laughs> what, what's your Sad. last? Yeah, I think it's a bit, I mean, I, I can understand them sacking him, don't get us wrong, but not after a win. I think that's, you know, I, I think that's yeah. a bit. I think, I think it's a bit rude. I think um, I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, if it had uh, been like done three or four weeks. games ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's get your thoughts on, on Dean Smith coming in, because it looks if he's got that job. So I'll, I'll ask you that one first, team, and then we'll get Gary's opinion on that one. Sure, yeah. I mean, he's had a busy week, hasn't he? Poor guy. <laughs> um, but no, I, I like him. He seems like a good manager. And I think what he will offer Norwich is sort of getting the best out of the players individually, you know, because at the moment, the Norwich squad are just not at all performing to the level they need to be performing at. Um, And I think that individually, there's a lot of work to do. And I think that he could be pretty good at kind of helping that along. Um, Whether I think they'll (laughs) they'll stay up, I mean, it'd be a bit of a miracle, but um, I think it's a good appointment. You know, obviously Frank Lampard was up there and I think I would say over Frank Lampard, Dean Smith's a better um, a better appointment than Frank Lampard. Yeah. Gary, do you think it's an appointment that if they go down, it's to get them up again? Though? Yeah, I think it is, and I think with Norwich's, like I seem, I feel like I speak about this a lot on all of our podcasts. But I think with Norwich's academy. <laughs> Um, he's the right guy to develop because I remember seeing obviously a couple of weeks ago I'm a massive fan of watching Villa play because of Dean Smith's style yeah, and I think I like he it. is the he's definitely the right man especially with again their production line is really good they've got a lad at the back who's Irish who has played every game this season um, and he's just been called up for the to the Irish national team so that's a credit oh, to their awesome. academy um, I mean, I was very shocked when I saw on Sunday on Sky Sports News that they'd, uh, they'd sacked Dean Smith Daniel Farquhar he's a nice guy but I don't think he's so the kind nice. of guy that can keep Norwich in, in the Premier League. I don't think he ever was. Um, I think you'll get a job in the German leagues. I think that's probably more suited to his style. But Dean Smith, brilliant appointment. I mean, when I put the poll out and on our Instagram, I think it was 100% Dean Smith, you know. Well, yeah. I don't think yeah, but I, I don't. Bad. I don't personally think Lampard's that good of a manager. But you know, mm. um, I know he, you know he did all right at Chelsea and all that stuff. But you look at what Tuchel's done with pretty much the same squad. Then you know it's like kind of well, you know, I don't. I think it was too soon for Frank Lampard. But here's a question for you, baby: Who would you rather have at Aston Villa, Dean Smith or Stephen Gerrard? If I was a Villa fan, I'd probably still want Dean Smith. <laughs> I agree. No, I agree with that as well. I think, um, like, I understand, you know, the desire to have 
these like successful players as managers and like I'm not saying he's done a bad job with his managerial career at all but I don't know I, I think maybe it was a little bit soon but hey that's, that's what the Premier League's like now isn't it it's kind of ruthless yeah yeah and 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 one last one there's um the billionaires at, at over the road at Newcastle have picked their their first manager um, and yeah and um, you know, Unai Emery turned them down or, you know, didn't feel that the project was for him. And there was all sorts of names getting, getting around about. But they've chosen Eddie Howe, who's been out the game for a while. Um, yeah. Well, I think, it's a, I think it's a steady appointment. I think it's a, it's a good appointment for the stage where they want to be at. As in, you know, he could attempt to keep them up and then pass the reins on. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's just, you know, the money's going to get spent in something. But what, what's, quickly, what's your um, opinion on that one? Yeah, pretty similar, I think. You know, they needed someone to come and, like, stabilise <laughs> and try and keep them up because, you know, at this rate, they're going to be relegated, um, which would be fascinating to see what happens if it's a club that rich gets relegated. I mean, fantastic uh, viewing for the rest of us. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, like you say, it's sort of more of a temporary sort of view, you know, and yeah. once they can get some new players in uh, January and in the summer, I think, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see who wants to come in then. Yeah. Gary, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Will you keep him up? No. I like, <laughs> I, I like Eddie Howe. I, I do like Eddie Howe. And again, he's one of their managers like Dean Smith, who is very focused on British talent. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's no secret that Newcastle's academy isn't, hasn't been great for a long time. And, you know, the new owners want to invest in that. And, for that fair play to them like i would like to see that because i think academies as a whole just need general investment so we're investing in our yeah in, our, in the definitely. british talent um will you keep them up no i don't think so i think there's too much got on there for for them to be able to stay up now i think that team the team mentality is ultimately every single one of them players will be sold in two years time because they'll mm-hmm. they'll try and buy buy bigger name players. There was already yeah. rumblings that Lascelles and Hayden aren't getting on because of what's going on in the club. I mean, mm. I, I saw a video of the training the other day where he pointed out, um, what's that big thing over there? And someone said it's a goal. It's like, well, why can't you score on it? And they just went, I don't know. I, <laughs> and I think he's a great coach, and I think he'll have them playing better football. Um, but yeah. I think it's the six points adrift already and I think it's going to be very hard mm, they've got I think I think three out of the next four games it's um, I think it's Brentford Norwich and possibly Burnley it's the teams that are in and there they're around them and he's going to have to he, he has to have that bounce which it isn't all guaranteed in the Premier League you know what I mean and, yeah. and I think he has to have that bounce because their December is horrific they need seven out of nine they need, that, sorry, they need seven out of nine out. What's that, sorry, They need seven out of nine out them three games if they want yeah, to stand a yeah. chance. It's huge pressure already, and I'm not sure as well. I'm, I don't know. I don't know if you keep them, but I don't. I think it's just gone too far. If you know what mm. I mean by that, you know. I mean, if it I was done six weeks ago before the takeover happened, yeah, possibly I would have given them a chance. Yeah, but yeah. Um, right, right. They will want her game too, because obviously, you know. Um, yeah. It's gone from our sister. It's been absolutely amazing. All the world has gone in. Obviously, me and Gary have had um, Lucy on. I mean, I've got all the time in the world for Lucy. Bless her. She's no. so good. <laughs> like that. She's so like interactive. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, she's brilliant. She's up. Yeah, she is. I just want to. I want to really, you know, touch on your involvement in in that. You know, uh, we asked pretty much straight away to come in on that. Um, obviously. The video that went out on on the FIFA final day went huge, went absolutely viral. You know, got yeah. millions of views. And first of all, I kind of what you involvement in it, and what kind of it shouldn't for me it shouldn't have been a thing that we are talking about. We are, yeah. um, you know, um, so it's such a shame that that this had to happen. But from something so bad became something so good. So first of all, sure. obviously, what what got you into it, and and what made you know what things made it go from strength to strength. Yeah, I think, um, well, Kaz got me involved. So she, she says I was the last recruit as well, which is really funny, you know, because now I'm, I do so much with them um, on it. But yeah, and just because I was quite vocal about, you know, messages and comments I was yeah. receiving. And uh, I was like, obviously, yes, I'm in, you know, I'm all for make, do, you know, doing the right thing and trying to make a change. And honestly, I think the reason it did do so well is because so many people 
like could relate to it and it's as simple as that because if it wasn't needed or if it was a bit of a wishy-washy you know concept it wouldn't have it wouldn't have stretched as far as it did um Mm -hmm. but it did and it happened really quickly and you know within 24 hours there were literally hundreds of messages from girls saying this is my experience like I'm so glad you're speaking up about this I get this all the time you know it it was a real problem and it wasn't just the 12 of us you know because we thought oh maybe it's just us (laughs) you know but it's not this is a completely you know probably global thing really and uh, particularly bad in the UK from our sort of research so yeah it's been an amazing journey and we're just sort of just getting started really (laughs) Um, there's loads going on um and it's still you know there's always examples on the internet of why it's still needed so yeah it's um it's been it's been great I've loved it yeah I mean you just said there there's always examples I mean the example was you know a couple of years ago when you yourself were were involved in it you know, first of all, I just want to quit that. Are, are you okay after all that? Because, you know, yeah, it wasn't very nice. Yeah, it was nice. pretty bad. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, a, pile, a Twitter pile-on, as we call them, yes. are, they're, they're not enjoyable moments at all. And, you know, I consider myself to be, like, quite a nice person. Like, yeah. I like to have conversations with people about football. And, you know, if you read the comments, you made to be, be, kind of believe that I was this horrendous person. Um, and, yeah, it, it wasn't nice. I, I kind of basically said that, my, well, my overriding tweet was that I don't think Phil Foden lives up to his hype. Simple, right? Like, a discussion to be had. Some people agree, some people disagree. Um, but within about an hour, there were about, there were almost 300 quote tweets. Um, and I would say 50% of them were kind of directed, you know, personal comments about my gender, how I looked, you yeah. know, horrible names, that sort of stuff. And it was it was a lot, I'm not going to lie. You know, it's not it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Gary, I'll, I'll ask you this, because me, me and you have got, me, me and you have this, have this album, I'll track really, right? It's like, <laughs> Gary's a fan, Gary's not a fan track really, sorry. Um, I think he's a great player. You yeah. know, but, but this is it, Foden, right? So, so, yeah. so Gary, Amy said this about Foden, and, you know, she's entitled to her opinion. You know what I mean? I do, personally, I, I, I probably wouldn't agree with you. I, 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 know where you. I know where you're coming from. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, thought yeah, he had yeah. a, I thought he had a few Euros, but I do think he's yeah, a fantastic footballer. Yeah, you know, I really exactly. do. But, Gary, you see, if I'd said that on, on Twitter, I'd, I would have got 300 quote. <sighs> things on that you know and I think I think, I think probably someone might have thought it was a test for that but why should you know Amy be made to feel like that you know what I mean I think that's absolutely disgusting I mean truly you can agree with that yeah 100% yeah I mean it's it's because it's just obviously it, it's sexism at the end of the day that's what it is <laughs> um, yeah. it's the that's the straight answer to it really i mean if you posted it or i posted it it'd be like all right name of a mate um it, it's it's because of the way it's perceived which isn't isn't fair i mean football's a game for everyone tennis is a game for everyone cricket's a game for everyone there should be yeah, no yeah. judgment whether you're male female transgender anything like that um at the end of the day like it's something that we can all follow and something that we can all support. And if and Amy, if you've got an opinion on Phil Forden, that's your opinion <laughs> at the, the end of the day. And I've got my reasons as well. You know, if someone, you know, a few people do engage in conversation and then yeah. you tell them why and they're like, oh yeah, fair enough. You know, <laughs> it's it's that, you know, everyone has a different view of these things, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if someone was turned around and you go, oh, well, why don't you rate Phil Forden? And that's just a conversation to be had. It shouldn't be taken. Exactly. It shouldn't turn yeah. into something personal in regards to you know your gender or looks or, or whatever like that that's oh, just yeah. it's getting personal for no apparent reason like and also bringing the campaign into it is another thing <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, you know now i've got my name stamped to that campaign you know people like to drag that down so that that's not fun for me and then you know i feel then guilty for the girls you know <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think though if, if, if any kind of you know we needed a, an example of why the movement is is needed and that mm. was it you yeah, know what I mean? Because sure. it was, I mean, uh, I, 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 I was going to message you yesterday, actually. I mean, I've got yeah. a lot on and I've got pretty, I just want to double check you were all right, hence why yeah. I've brought it up here. But I'm, I'm glad that you kind of, you know, you're on the other side of it, really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Friday night might have been a bit of a, of a shit and knife for you, but, you know, you sound very engaged and you sound a little bit more full of beans today. So I'm, I'm glad that I've asked yeah. You know, but, but it will come to a point where we, we keep on saying this, and I've, I've, I've had this conversation with, with Lucy, and we've had this with, um, I think I think it was with Neil as well, that 
something has to be done about these keyboard warriors is what I like oh, to call them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That whereas Twitter, whereas Twitter, whereas Facebook, whereas some but there's got to be something where we can ID these people and yeah, take them to task about it. Because yeah. I think I'm fair, I think that Twitter pylons are now gonna become an illegal thing, you know. Yeah, I saw jur- that. Yeah. Uh, um so you know, I'm gonna ask ask you about this. Do, what do you think that social media can do? To make sure that this doesn't result in someone doing something really silly, you know what I mean I by that? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on its way to happening. So, you know, do you think that you know what can social media do really? Yeah, I think the main for me, the main thing has always been attaching. It doesn't have to be the name or the profile picture or anything, but behind the account, you know, we should all have to have submitted, you know, our passport number or a picture of our ID or something um, in which there, if there are, you know, multiple reports of harassment or abuse, you know, then it can be directed, the police can be directed to the account because otherwise people will just say things because they know that nothing's going to happen because there is no way anyone will know where it's come from. I know that there's things IP addresses and things, but people people know how to get around that. You know, people, there's ways to. It, there just needs to be some sort of level of. There's the possibility that you will get caught because I can guarantee more than half the people who have said things to me in the past wouldn't say them if they knew they could get caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, quickly going back to you know all this stuff about like well, people saying and people saying because because you're a girl, you know what I mean, Paul. Yeah. A woman who I know relatively well called Melanie Ray, who's the Sunderland um, Sunderland Ladies Manager. Yeah. She's probably done more for youth development in the North East than anybody has done yeah. in recent years. I mean, there's, there's girls who play for Sunderland Ladies who are 16, 17 years of age who yeah. are bloody good footballers and are going to be, you know, superstars, you know, and, awesome. and she's bring, brought them through at, you know, the age of 16 as a girl called Grace Eid, who, yeah. who made a debut um, a couple of weeks ago, who's 16 years of age. You know, and that doesn't get really, that doesn't get, you know, notarized as much. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, that, yeah. and I'd say that's a woman who's doing that. So, you know, they, they, they probably know just as much as football, about football in the male counterparts. You know, for me, for a comment like that, that, that you made, which you're entitled to, just didn't deserve that. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you're okay. Um, yeah, yeah, no, thank you. For any of those, you know, keyboard warriors who are listening to this podcast, just turn it off. <laughs> I'd rather have no. I'd rather have no listeners than have. Yeah. Oh, but some of them do listen because then they can tell me that I've said something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I've had that I recently s- as well. I probably say something wrong twenty times on on the. Yeah. And why we have edited. <laughs> uh, I do a good job of that, like. I do do a good job of that. It is. Yeah, I thought I thought Daniel Levy was American on Tuesday, so you know it's, oh, nice. it's, it's a nice slip of the tongue, isn't it? You know what I mean? But yeah, absolutely. You know, we shouldn't be. Non, nobody should be vilified for saying something wrong. But you know, I'm no. so glad that I'm so glad you're doing better now, and I'm so glad that you know, obviously, her game two got the first um, SPL team with Hearts. Yes. Who, yeah. Uh, I love Hearts as well. Hearts were my second team when I was little. Awesome the first job. football top I got was a Hearts strip. So I'm oh. so glad Hearts have done that. And I'm surely, I'm in tune to the amount of time before there's a Premier League team who, who just gets on board with it. It will happen. Yeah, it's getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, 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 and I just hope it goes from strength to strength. And you know, we'll, we'll you. give it a that anyway because, you know, we're getting on it to nearly, oh, we're in now, so um, we'll, we'll let you go. But, you know, best of luck with everything with her. Thank too. you. Best, best yeah. Lion King. Um, we'll probably come into each other at Bradford. I'm prepared Absolutely. to Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, but thank you so much for coming on again. <laughs> and you, you're more than welcome anytime you want to come on. To chat. Absolutely, oh, yeah. Oh. We'll do it. We'll do it. Maybe me and Lucy can come on for a catch up at some point. Oh, I'd love Sounds that. Good. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Be awesome. Thank you so much, and Gary, thank you as well as ever. Always, mate. Always. Uh, Amy, thanks again for uh, coming on for take two. Obviously, I know Pleasure. you're quite a busy <laughs> yeah. person. I am sorry that I, the recording didn't work the first time. Don't so I do really appreciate you coming back on. Appreciate right, thank your time. you, guys. Right, no worries at all. No worries at all. We will be back in your ears at some point. Um, and we've got loads of guests lined up. I think we've got you've got Tartan fan in uh, Tash. She's she's kindly said she's going to come on. Got a couple of Rochdale fans coming on. Um, nice. So that'll be great. You know, I'm, I'm, we're just hopefully we're going to be 
as, as well as our game. So we're going to be going from strength to strength as well. We've got some Worldwide really, really good ideas well. in the pipeline, and we're very sure uh, we're going to we're going to be collaborating with, with some people in America and Singapore as well. So we need to work out yeah, time difference with that. Like. Oh, awesome! Yeah. yeah. So yeah, great. But we'll catch you um some, somewhere down the line, guys. Absolutely. All the best. Yeah, real, and we'll uh, we'll see you out, see you all soon. Thanks so much, everybody. You all take care. Bye. Thank you. Podcast Network.